Welcome to a special broadcast from the San Francisco Public Press and KSFP, presenting the most recent update from city officials about the coronavirus pandemic. We're bringing you the complete audio of these announcements with only pauses and silence removed in the interest of time. This announcement was made on Wednesday, July 22nd. You're listening to KSFP LP 102.5 FM, San Francisco. Thank you all for joining us. As of today, we have 5,469 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in San Francisco, and sadly, 53 people have lost their lives. Over the past seven days, we've averaged testing 3,212 people each and every day in San Francisco. Now, this exceeds our goals of conducting 1,800 tests per day, but we also know that we need to do more. Now, especially with people facing longer wait times to get their results and also to get tested in the first place. Higher rates of COVID-19 in the Bayview Hunters Point, the Excelsior Visitation Valley, and in the Mission demonstrate that we clearly have a real disparity. Early on in our responses to COVID-19, we created a field care clinic at the Southeast Community Health Center to bring testing and healthcare to people. We created a testing site in partnership with the state in the OMI. And recently we announced the opening of a mobile testing site at the Latino Task Force Resource Hub. That's why I'm excited to announce a significant expansion of COVID-19 testing in San Francisco that will bring testing to areas of the city that have been especially hit hard. To do this, we're gonna make three major expansions. First, we will expand our city test SF site at the Embarcadero by adding 400 new slots a day where we can continue to focus on serving our essential workers who need testing the most. Our firefighters, our police officers, our healthcare workers, the people who are taking care of the people of San Francisco. Second, we will launch two mobile pop-up sites that can test up to 250 people per day. One will start this week, the other next week. Both of these mobile sites will rotate to different neighborhoods in the city that are seeing high rates of COVID-19 and need more testing options. Third, we're creating a third city test SF site in the southeast of the city. The location for the site is still being developed with community input, but it should launch in August with the ability to begin testing 500 people per day. In total, we'll have an additional 1,400 testing slots per day. That's nearly a 45% increase over what we are averaging, what we've been averaging over the past week. This new capacity, along with the requirement for private partners to do their part, will help us make testing more easily available, especially for symptomatic or high-risk individuals. Resources for people who test positive, right to recover, food security, hotel rooms to isolate, those are all the things we need to go hand in hand with our testing capacity. So to find out more information on how you can get tested, please go to sf.gov slash citytestsf or call 311. I'm really proud of the work we are doing to expanding testing in San Francisco. 
but we know that we can't test our way out of this pandemic. We need people to be responsible, to keep their distance from others, to avoid gatherings and to wash their hands. Getting tested is not a passport to do whatever you want. You can still get infected at any moment. And when I see people acting irresponsibly at places like the Marina Green or Dolores Park or on some of our busiest commercial corridors, I'm really disappointed because what you're doing when you gather with friends, uh, when you're not wearing your mask, you're making our recovery longer. You're making it more difficult for people to send their kids back to school. You're making it more difficult for people to visit their sick relatives or folks who are in senior homes. You're making it more difficult for those who can't financially afford to take care of themselves to get back to work, especially at our nail salons, our hairdressers, our barbershops, people who can't open, massage and tattoo parlors and other places like that. You are making things difficult for all of us, not just yourself because it's inconvenient. I know it's hard. I am tired of living in this COVID-19 world just like you are. But the sooner we all act responsibly, the sooner we can get back to reopening our city and really come together in a more comfortable way. So thank you all so much for your cooperation. Let's get it together. And at this time, I'd like to introduce Dr. Grant Colfax. Well, good afternoon. Thank you, Mayor Breed. I'm Dr. Grant Colfax, Director of Health for the City and County of San Francisco. As the current surge of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations continues in San Francisco, our reopening plans must remain on pause. Last week, we told you that it took us 38 days to go from 2,000 to 3,000 cases in our city, but it has taken just 13 days to go from 4,000 to 5,000. Today, we have nearly 5,500 cases of COVID-19 diagnosed in San Francisco, and we are averaging 79 new cases every day diagnosed. We know there are more cases out there as the virus continues to spread. These numbers put us in the red zone of one of our key health indicators and as of tomorrow, we will have been in that red zone for a month. Since Monday, San Francisco has been on the state watch list that restricts reopening. The main reason we joined the watch list was our rapid rate of increase in hospitalizations. At a 23% increase today, we remain high on high alert. Our goal, is to keep the rate of hospitalizations of COVID-19 patients to less than 10%. In San Francisco, we can slow the spread of COVID-19. We have flattened the curve before, and we must do it again. Lives are at stake. You know what to do. Wear a face covering outside of your household. Stay six feet apart from others and avoid gatherings. While you do your part, the city is doing its part too. The testing expansion that Mayor Breed is announcing is one of our strategies. It's an important one 
And especially when paired with contact tracing, it can help us contain COVID-19. But testing alone will not bring us out of the red zone. I'd like to talk today about the role of testing in our city's pandemic response. Five months ago, San Francisco had never conducted a single test for COVID-19. On an average day this month, we conducted more than 3,000. Building our testing infrastructure has been a tremendous effort that involves hiring staff, ordering supplies, expanding the capacity of our laboratories across the city, and deploying testing sites across the city. A lack, a severe lack, of federal leadership has made testing a significant challenge across the country. Faced with limited resources, San Francisco prioritized testing for the people with greatest needs. It's important to understand that the testing universe in San Francisco is much larger than the tests that individuals are seeking out for themselves. We test all residents and staff in San Francisco's skilled nursing facilities, like our own Laguna Honda Hospital. We test as part of outbreak response in many settings across the city. We test all people with symptoms in hospitals and clinics. Because of this strategy, we have been able to manage many outbreaks and slow down the spread of the virus. And we are doing well compared to other places. San Francisco has the lowest rate of COVID-19 cases and deaths and the highest rate of testing. I will say that again, San Francisco has the lowest rate of COVID-19 cases and deaths and the highest rate of testing when compared to other jurisdictions, including Los Angeles, Seattle, Denver, Boston, New York, and other big cities. Therefore, we have a strong foundation to build upon and we are doing exactly that. Today, citywide demand for testing is growing because we are experiencing a surge in demand for testing and a surge in cases. It's, hard, it's getting harder for individuals to book an appointment and taking longer to get test results. As we expand capacity, we must target our efforts. But we are not going to test our way out of the pandemic. This is an important point. Testing is a limited resource and we, and we must use it wisely. By focusing on people who are most likely to be exposed, we increase our ability to find cases. Through contact tracing, we can then further reduce exposures and spread. Testing is not prevention. A positive test means that the virus has already spread. And a negative test is not a passport to take risk or to do whatever you want. We have a vision of realizing universal access to testing in San Francisco, but we cannot get there alone. And a surge is making our circumstances more challenging all around. Private providers need to do their share. The city is conducting nearly two thirds of all COVID-19 testing right now. And we know that many of the people seeking testing from the city have private insurance. That is why we have issued a health order 
requiring private providers to test their patients with symptoms, those who are close contacts, and strongly recommend testing asymptomatic workers and residents who are at highest risk of exposure. This order, this local order aligns with the state, which is, which is requiring that insurance plans cover testing. These moves will help free up San Francisco's public testing programs for the people who need it most, including people who do not have insurance. We know that the pandemic affects some communities more than others, and we must continue to focus on equity as we expand and target our testing. In San Francisco, the Latinx community makes up about 50% of COVID-19 cases, even though Latinx represent only 15% of the city's population. In addition, workers who must leave their homes to take on more risk are getting sicker in greater numbers. And the neighborhoods in the eastern and southeastern side of the city continue to have the higher rates of cases. The surge is making all of these disparities worse. In the past two weeks, we have expanded testing in the Mission, Bayview, Tenderloin, Potrero Hill, and Sunnydale neighborhoods. We have administered 4,700 tests at those new sites to date. As Mayor Breed said, in the weeks to come, we will continue to expand testing in the Southeast and deploy mobile testing in neighborhoods that need it most. And we will continue to prioritize people with symptoms, people referred for testing by contact tracers and workers who are at greatest risk of exposure, such as first responders, disaster service workers and healthcare workers. While the city is doing all of this, here's what San Franciscans can do. If a contact tracer from the city reaches out to you to say you might have been exposed to COVID-19, please, please take that call. Contact tracers can help you track your symptoms, get tested and connect you to resources like food and cleaning supplies if you need to isolate. If you have a healthcare provider, please try to book your testing appointment with them. That will help preserve the city's testing resources for people without insurance, disaster service workers, people identified by contact tracers and members of communities that are most affected by the pandemic. And of course, if you're feeling sick, please stay at home. If you're not feeling sick and going out, you must cover your face. Stay six, six feet away from people outside your household. And please, please avoid gatherings. Gatherings are part of what's driving our current surge. And if you are gathering with people who don't think they're sick, don't look sick, that doesn't matter. You can still tr transmit COVID-19 without symptoms. And even if people have gotten a negative test recently, that doesn't mean they're negative that day. We have seen increases in COVID-19 precisely because people are gathering more. This is a critical time for all of us to come together as one community. Take the precautions as we have asked 
for many weeks now. We can all do our part. Ask your healthcare provider for a test. If you have symptoms, have been instructed by a contact tracer or, at higher, or are at higher risk for exposure because of your living or working conditions. Let's show the world that San Francisco can flatten the curve again and resume our opening together. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Mayor, and thank you, Director Colfax, for your time. Today, we have a few healthcare and testing related questions for Director Colfax. Thank you, Director. The first set of questions are from Michelle Kingston with Cron4. Is San Francisco going to start fining people for not wearing masks similar to other counties? Will they set up a tip line? So thank you for the question. Certainly, um, we are looking at uh, ways to potentially increase enforcement of the health orders across the city. We really want the, we know from, from public health work that the best way to get people um, to comply with doing what's right in this, in this situation, including wearing the face coverings, is to really change the social norm, right? So the messengers around uh, wearing facial coverings, the mess messengers are community members, trusted community members who provide uh, the support, the information needed, and in, in, in cases, the actual facial coverings um, so that people can uh, uh, cover their faces and, and, and take their right, right steps. And at the same time, we are looking at uh, enforcement options, not so much at the individual level, but looking and ensuring that we're trying, that we're working to uh, increase enforcement uh, across the city of various institutions that may not be uh, complying with health orders. We really need to protect each other so that we protect all of us. Thank you, doctor. Also from Michelle, where does the city stand on allowing hair salons and other similar businesses to open outdoors, similar to restaurants? Yes, so the state announced that uh, there was potential for uh, outdoor, uh, certain outdoor personal services. Uh, so we are taking a, a look at that. Dr. Aragon, our health officer, is reviewing the criteria and will make a determination if and when uh, those personal services could be uh, opened outdoors in a, in a safe way and in compliance with the state uh, guidelines. Thank you. From Maura Dolan with the LA Times, what lessons are we learning from New York's experience with the pandemic? Well, I think there are two things. Um, certainly we have learned from the New York situation how bad the pandemic can get and how rapidly it can get bad. Um, and I think when we look at the mortality rates in New York um, in it from a few months ago when the healthcare systems uh, got overwhelmed, we can see that even sophisticated um, and relatively well-resourced healthcare systems like they had in New York City, when they get overwhelmed, uh, more people get sick and more people die because it's impossible to take adequate care of everyone in those situations. So when we talk about the curve and our surge, I'm very concerned um, that as, as cases increase, um, it's, it's plausible we could get in a New York-like situation um, uh, in, in, the, in the late summer or early fall. That's why everyone needs to do their part to flatten the curve. The second part that we've learned from New York is that it is possible to flatten the curve with uh, the, the facial coverings, the social distancing, the hygiene, and staying at home 
um, that we continue to encourage. I just hope that we can do that uh, before a massive surge. Uh, New York has had to unfortunately do that after a massive surge. Thank you, doctor. From Joe Eskenazi with Mission Local, with regards to our private partners doing their part, who are we talking about? What will we be asking of them? And how are we holding them accountable? So when we're talking about private partners, and I, first of all, I wanna emphasize that from the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we have been working with healthcare systems across the city to ensure a unified and, 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 and a unified response. And it's really strengthened our ability, for instance, to uh, ensure that people with COVID-19 are getting the best care possible in, in, in the hospital systems across the city. So our partners have been at the table from day one. Um, what we need to do with regard to testing is ensure that low barrier testing is provided uh, to people um, per the health order uh, from the many healthcare systems across, across the city. Uh, we know that San Francisco is fortunate and that uh, most people have uh, insurance. Most people have a, a, a provider who is covered by uh, a healthcare uh, entity. So per the health order, the requirements um, are there so that low barrier testing is provided, particularly for people who have symptoms, uh, for people who have had a known uh, uh, close exposure, uh, close contact uh, with a COVID positive person, and uh, for people who have been asked to get a test uh, per, per the health department. So uh, there are lots of opportunities that we hope will be opened up through this health order. And Again, the city's done 60% of the COVID-19 testing to date. Uh, in order to realize uh, this vision of expanded testing, we need all providers to do more. Thank you, Director. From Dominic Fracasso with the SF Chronicle, do you believe that private testing labs are keeping up with the ever-growing need for citywide testing? So part of our goal is to uh, encourage providers and, and healthcare, other healthcare systems to expand their testing just as we are doing and just as the mayor uh, announced today. Um, we are expanding our testing capacity. Uh, we are investing in more testing and so do other healthcare systems across the city. Now there's that meaning the demand for testing and prioritizing the populations and the neighborhoods for testing. We all need to do our part there. And then there's the, the situation where labs are getting uh, blocked uh, behind in terms of processing tests. To some extent, uh, to a large extent, that is a national and state issue because uh, the large lab uh, entities that are processing these specimens are getting further and further behind. So it's both um, an effort to expand testing at the local level, and then we all need to work together uh, to, to ensure that labs are turning tests around as quickly as possible so we can flatten the curve by diagnosing people more quickly and continuing our contact tracing efforts. Thank you. From Janie Har, the Associated Press. What is the turnaround time for test results in San Francisco? And can we speed up this turnaround time when testing services are expanded? Yes, so uh, testing turnaround time varies depending on uh, where people uh, get tested and the, the capacity of where those specimen, the, the capacity of the labs uh, for of where those specimens are going. So um, some, in some cases, the, the specimens can be turned around as uh, within 72 hours, um, but we're seeing backups, especially 
um, with our provider labs um, and some of our own labs uh, within the city. Uh, we are backing up uh, seven days, 10 days uh, at this point. And that's really something that we're seeing across the state and across the country. Thank you, Director. Thank you to Madam Mayor and Dr. Colfax for your time. That concludes the questions for this portion. Just a gentle reminder to our members of the press, any follow-up questions or questions after this meeting can be directed to dempress at sfgov.org. Thank you both for your time and that concludes today's press conference. Thank you. This has been a special broadcast from the San Francisco Public Press to bring you full audio of the latest city press conference about San Francisco's response to the coronavirus pandemic. You can also find this audio and a brief text summary online at sfpublicpress.org. This was an update officials gave on Wednesday, July 22nd. Because we're running full audio of the announcement with only pauses and silence edited out, we've had to interrupt our normal programming. We'll return you now to PRX Remix, storytelling from public radio. This is KSFP LP 102.5 FM, San Francisco.